KXRN LP. Laguna Niguel, Laguna, Laguna Beach. Beach. Member supported. KXFM on 104.7. KXFMRadio.org. This disclaimer is a statement notifying listening audiences that any opinions expressed on our shows are not representative of Laguna Radio Inc., its management, or its board of directors. Hello, this is Craig at KXFM 104.7 Human Crafted Radio. I'm here every Saturday at 9 a.m. with Rainbow Radio, where we discuss the latest news on LGBTQ interests and discuss on this day in history. Every week I have a special guest and we have interviews. Again, Rainbow Radio, Craig, every Saturday. quite a run to get in here this morning. I was running late, but hey, I made it right on time. Uh, I, I surprised myself for being 20 minutes late. So, uh, well, that's enough about that. Craig, Rainbow Radio here, KXFM 104.7. So glad to be here with you this bright early morning. Uh, 60 degrees on the way in this morning. It's supposed to be a beautiful day here. Um, I suppose it for the hardy, <laughs> it could be beach weather, because it's, but it's not going to be like uh, uh, super warm, super hot. So, yeah, it, but it is uh, typical Laguna Beach weather this year, uh, or this year, this uh, time of year, for this time of year. Um, so we're happy you're here. I want to thank uh, Chris Tibbet and uh, Mike Johnson of Compass Realty for being our sponsor. And now, I, as you know, I wasn't here last Saturday because we had a big event. So I programmed music. I hope you enjoyed the music. I'm going to, if I'm not here, at least I'm going to program my music. <laughs> the, st the station programs uh, music in my absence. <clears throat> but um, as you may have noticed, it's not my selection. And um, I appreciate that when I can't make it in, like as uh, two weeks ago, I had something come up and I couldn't be here at the last minute. So the station uh, conveniently for me puts music together and, and programs. So, but when I can, I will make, uh, put my music together because I know my audience has a particular interest and it's nice to accommodate you. How about that? Anyway. Did you know today is the last day of April? 
And tomorrow is May Day, May 1st. And uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, another month it will be Pride Month. But let me uh, let me let me go on about last Saturday was uh, Laguna Beach Pride had their um, first annual wine tasting and boy, I have to thank the community because I feel like everyone was present at this event and it was uh, I I felt of course I'm probably a bit prejudiced was a tremendous success. So I want to thank everyone, particularly Justin Myers and uh, Rich Flores, who <coughs> were really instrumental in uh, the details. But most importantly, perhaps, is uh, just is uh, Jonathan Cauliflower, because uh, he's our um, essential event organizer. And so he he picks up all those loose ends and and makes them work, and he's there through the duration. We had it at the community church uh the um what's it, what's it called ncc community church anyway um it it was on the it's on glenair and st anne's corner there on uh in here in laguna beach in the bridge hall which is a very nice i'll have a great courtyard out there they had paella we had all sorts of stuff i, I won't go on but i, I i'm going to write a short uh article about it for Stu News, and you can read about it in there. But it was great. But then, so the next event coming up is uh, next month, and it will be at Beach Bonfire, and it is the day before the full moon. So uh, <laughs> it should be a full moon. And, and in fact, the moon comes up that evening, I think at 630. So it will be a full moon during the event, which will be quite nice. So it is the 14th of May. And it is Aliso Beach, and it starts at 5 and goes till 10, so that's five hours. And it's just a casual, no-cost, fun get-together. Bring the dogs if you want. Bring the kids if you want. They do run the parking meters, so you need to be careful of that. And there is no alcohol allowed, so you need to be aware of that. And um, But aside from those two things, it's a lot of fun and uh, we do provide s'mores and um, a little music and there's a nice bonfire and you watch the sunset and the moon come up. How about that? I mean, what more could you want? <laughs> so uh, that's when May 14th and that's a Saturday. It is the day before uh, the moon. So it's, um, it's not a waxing. What it's a Gibbons. What is it called? The other one that's when it's, Oh no, it is a waxing. Waning is when the moon is getting less bright, and waxing is when it's still getting brighter. So it's a waxing gibbons, which means that it's still getting brighter. The next day, on the on um, the fifteenth, it will be waning because it's already past its brightest time. Uh, so it, it, it uh, <clears throat> moon rises at uh, like I said about six thirty, and then it I think at seven in the morning it sets so if you want to hang out all night i suppose uh, the beach is closed so you're not supposed to be there but you can watch the moon all night and i have to say sometimes watching the moon glisten glisten a full moon glistening over the ocean is a a treat that at least you should have at least once in your lifetime at least at a minimum if not a lot more <laughs> And Laguna Beach Pride is in the process of organizing an event for the 18th of June. And then again on 
the Pride Festival, which it looks like it's going to be a three-day affair in August, starting on the 5th, 6th, and 7th. The 5th, it looks like uh, partnering with the Laguna Playhouse for a Xanadu party. Xanadu. Now, have you, certainly everyone's heard of Xanadu and uh, the stage play, Xanadu, the stage play, the stage play. And uh, hopefully we'll have roller disco and uh, a whole grand affair. And that'll kick off Pride Weekend. And then we'll have the Pride Affair uh, at a location that's still, I don't want to give it away yet because we're still working on the details on it, uh, which will be Saturday. And that'll be a full day affair, maybe some hiking in the morning. Uh, we don't, we're not sure what it's all going to include. Maybe some bingo, uh, drag bingo. And then Sunday is out at the fair, which is uh, we're organized. We're working with an organization called Out at the Fair. How about that? And that's at the Orange County Fair. There is a pavilion that is uh, marked for uh, LGBTQ uh, oriented um, kind of things. So how about that? So it's a three day affair and somewhere we need to squeeze the beach in there because after all, August? I mean, really? <laughs> Isn't it beach time somewhere there? So we're looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, out of nowhere, I want to say uh, a shout out to my dear friend, Lynn, in uh, the UK, because she sent me a message of uh, sunshine on my shoulders, and it is a beautiful sunny day, and uh, I hope she's enjoying some sunshine in the UK, uh, John Denver style. You know, sunshine on my shoulders, but I digress. <laughs> oh, it's all right to digress, Craig. Yes, I, that's what I say. So that's all uh, the uh, announcements I have uh, for this this week here in uh, Iguana Beach, as some people call it. Yeah, so uh, there is some news. I... I a couple of things before I get to the, uh, I, I am going to do, I get back to my regular, my regular programming, which is on this week in history. But I, um, I, I just want to say that I, I, as an overview in the last, I have kind of been negligent and just kind of, I, I like to share a perspective about LGBTQ things that's going on per, perhaps on all, multiple levels, let's say from, from local to, state to multiple state to countries to international and try to keep my finger on the pulse. And uh, one thing I have not kind of um, discussed lately is what's going on here in the United States. And particularly, uh, I've discussed a little bit, but particularly don't say gay. And I think uh, I, I am, I've been told I'm entitled to have an opinion here. So I will express my opinion on it. Although I, uh, um, and that is, is that, I don't know, when, when you're a little child and you hear someone talking about something and you ask what they're talking about and someone says, oh, oh, no, you can't talk about that. Um, I think whatever that topic is, it is stigmatized. Um, it's like, oh, as a little kid, you hear that really clearly and you think, whoa, oh, that's must be bad. Uh, I can't talk about it because it's something adults talk about and it's um, 
it must be bad. I, I don't, I don't care if it is bad or not. That's the perception they get. You know, I don't care if it's, they think it's, if it's really because other people, other people think or judge it because they think it's protecting the child. I think it, the perception of the child is, well, you know, you can't say bad words because they're bad. You can't talk about things because they must be bad. And that is the perception. And so uh, if you're you're a young kid questioning yourself, and I, when I was in kindergarten, I was questioning myself. I know I didn't understand it, but I was questioning myself. I was questioning myself because I thought it was more fun to play with the girls in in the little kitchen and the easy bake. Rather than go out and play with the boys in the playground, and and the I remember my kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Caldwell, by the way, bless her heart, suggested that maybe I'd have more fun with the boys, and oh no, I wasn't going to have any of that. <laughs> I was going to play house with the girls because I was the man of the house, you know, and I I you know, I thought that was part of. Uh, a profile. I was the man of the house. I didn't. I didn't think that being the man meant that you had to go out and play in the playground with all the other boys. Anyway, I digress. So, <laughs> the perception. Now, where am I going with all this? This is about uh, Florida and the, the laws and the laws that seem to be sweeping across the nation uh, and all of the. And I think for all of it is because of some very hateful. Uh, platforms put forth for political traction, uh, for political, um, I guess, um, money, for political reasons to uh, promote uh, political uh, candidates, particularly the governor of Florida. And 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 but what I what I find most disturbing is that I feel like it's um, it brings me to an article that I read yesterday that I, that is, um, oh, that it, well, it's titled after years of progress on gay rights, how did the U S become so anti LGBTQ plus? And I do feel that, uh, there is something going on there. Florida's don't say gay bill bans discussions of sexual orientation or gender identity in schools between kindergarten and third grade. Um, a slew of bills are rolling back, uh, recently won freedoms in America today uh, for LGBTQ rights all over again, question mark. This was uh, an article in The Guardian uh, just two days ago on the 28th of April. And it's, um, I'm not going to read it all, but I just, um, if you want to pick up the Guardian and read it about the "Don't Say Gay," uh, it's a, it uh, in nineteen. No, I'm going to read a little bit of it. I'm going to skip through it here. So in nineteen in twenty nineteen, the Atlantic ran an opinion piece titled "The Struggle for Gay Rights Is Over," which uh, which was kind of the consensus written by the right wing academic uh, James uh, Kirkchick. The piece was obviously meant as a provocation, but it, its argument for that for those born into a form of adversity, sometimes the hardest thing to do is admitting admitting they've won and at least considered um, enough at the time to publish. 
uh, it came towards the end of a slew of political victories for the LGBTQ cause. At that time, it seemed as though the U.S. Supreme Court would hand down a landmark ruling immediately before Pride Week every other couple of years. <laughs> oh, the demise of the Homophobic Defense of Marriage Act in 2013 was followed by the end of the federal ban on marriage equality. Uh, uh, Equality in 2015, widespread acceptance of same-sex marriage rights, gay people serving in the military, and the need for protections for LGBTQ, LGBTQ people followed. As recently as 2020, the court then, with two Trump appointees, ruled that the 1964 Civil Rights Act protected gays and lesbians and transgendered work, transgendered, <laughs> transgender workers for all these terrible crises for a century, the LGBTQ plus people's rights were solidly enshrined and attitudes were shifting in line with legislation. In 1985, 89% of parents said that they would be sad if they discovered their child was gay or lesbian. By 2015, it was down to 39%. So a lot has, a lot has changed. Um, skip forward to today. And um, the most famous of these anti-LGBTQ laws is the piece of the Florida legislation banning instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in schools between kindergarten and third grade, the so-called don't say gay law. Now, I've read the law, and it sounds pretty innocuous, but uh, ask an attorney to look at it and and it's not. It's far-reaching, and it's ambiguous, and it's really subject to interpretation. And uh, while it's meant to sound innocuous, and it's meant to have some far-reaching ramifications, is, is, is the, the opinion. So, and that's my opinion, too. And, you know, and then they try to penalize uh, Disney for it. It makes me want to go buy a Mickey Mouse hat. <laughs> A rainbow colored one, you know, and then for, I feel like for a standing governor to use legislation to penalize an organization for their stand on a social issue is, should be, if it isn't unconstitutional, he is penal seeking to penalize Disney by withdrawing their status as a, uh, uh, in governance of their own property and their own operation that they've been granted in in the 60s uh saying it's going to penalize them and cost them a ton of money as a, a punitive damage because they're not supporting a uh social um i guess attitude that he feels is appropriate and i th i think that's i think that's should be illegal i don't think you should impose uh, you should impose uh, a law, a punitive law against someone for a reason for, I mean, it should be done upright and, and on the, I don't know. <laughs> I'm at a loss for words, but I think that's the wrong way to go about it, you know? Um, so I do think um, supporters of the, the most famous, I want to see, Florida legislation banning instruction on sexual orientation. Don't say gay law. The state hasn't passed uh, a law like this in 
in more than 20 years, said Sherman Minster, Minter, the legal director of the National Center for Lesbian and Gay Rights, uh, and a trans man. Like any other people, I thought there was no way they would would because it's a dac draconian and obviously unconstitutional. Laying groundwork for the potential 2024 uh, presidential campaign, Florida's Trump-like governor Ron DeSantis has post positioned the state as the last stronghold of liberty in America. The governor said uh, the governor and his supporters have labeled as a groomer anyone who believes children can learn LGBTQ people exist. So that's another title, label, that I, I abhor. Uh, we used to be recruiting, and now, now we're not recruiting anymore. We're groomers. Either one, it makes no sense. Uh, it, it, <laughs> we don't groom. We don't recruit. We, don't, we, we might liberate. We might encourage people to be who they really are. We might encourage people to be honest with themselves and have a healthy lifestyle and a healthy relationship with themselves, but we don't groom and we don't recruit. And it's just uh, such a false narrative and such a hateful one and such a misunderstood. And I don't think, I don't think the people that believe it are, well, I should, I, I should pull that back. I don't think they're hateful. I think they feel that it's, uh, it's for the betterment of, of the everyone. But in reality, if they understood, I feel, uh, What's real, what it really does, the real consequences of it, in reality, I, th I think they would feel that of a like, be of a like mind. But sadly, that, that's not the case. Um, politics can embroil a lot of hatred. And um, I feel that's what's happening in Florida. And I feel that's what's happening. Uh, you know, when, when, the, when inflation's up and <laughs> gas prices are up and Although if you look at all the statistics on the economy, there it's not it's not like what everyone is leading us to believe. Anyway, uh, you got to hate someone, and and there's got to be a reason or a cause for all of it. So that is my overview for the LGBTQ goings on in the world and the attitudes that are changing yet again. So I guess the pendulum has swung, and now it's swinging back a bit. I hope it doesn't swing real far. I hope it swings just a little bit. And I hope it gathers a, a nice uh, center soon, sooner than later. So with that, let's take a short music break while I um, wet my mouth a bit. And uh, I'll be back with On This Week in History. How about that? Let's see if I can get this. They move things around. They keep moving things around on me here in the studio. Because I'm only here once a week, and it's all for the betterment, and it is actually a better deal here. So here's Bruce Springsteen.
<laughs> I love this mix. Can you hear me? I love this mix. I thought I'd do a show that had nothing but uh, remakes of old songs that have been re, and that's a good one, uh, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. So uh, Eddie popped in, and this time he's not in Puerto Vallarta, but he's yeah. in L.A. in his apartment. How boring, I don't know. But <laughs> so sorry, Craig. So sorry. That's all right. That's yeah. right. I, I, I dialed in from Puerto Vallarta last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were down there. Um, do you remember? I think you're out of your mind, but. I <laughs> no, no, you weren't. <laughs> I do, probably was um, in the morning, and you had just had your second cup of coffee. <laughs> very, very warm down there, Craig. You know how the heat gets me. But I, I, I like it when I have company on the program. And anyone out there listening, you can just join in on uh, Zoom. I do publish the um, the Zoom address if you if you're so if you're so inclined. So Eddie, I have a question. Oh my God! Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. Early in the morning, I know. Um, uh, almost half of the world's 71 countries that have LGBTQ laws, 71 countries, are nations mm -hmm. that where a majority of the citizens are what? Oh, my God. Um The majority of the citizens are. Uh, I, I have no idea. They're like, Muslim. Oh, really? Yes, I found this very interesting. By comparison, Christian majority uh, uh, countries account for slightly fewer, but still have almost as many anti-LGBTQ laws on their books as their Muslim majority counterparts. So there's. There you go. I would have, I would have, ne I would have never have guessed that. Never, I mean, yeah. Of the one nation total, forty-nine percent, thirty-five countries by this state's tally have Muslim majority. Uh, majority Christian countries account for forty-four percent of the total, or thirty-one countries. So nations with anti-LGBTQ laws: forty-nine percent Muslim, forty-four percent Christian. Wow. I mean, well, you know, others. <laughs> There you have it. <laughs> <laughs> a little early in the morning for that. Huh? <laughs> yeah, was, I, I wasn't sure if it was like a religious thing or like a race thing, um, but well, I guess it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I 
when they when everyone wants to quote the Bible, what was it? Who was it? This last week, there's a couple of political um, tirades going on. A couple of them I really loved. Uh, some Democrats, obviously, but um, one was going on. Um, you can have all your religion you want, but you can't have your religion and impose it on me. You can say whatever you want, but you can't impose it on me. And I forget who she was. Uh, she was a legislator. And she just, I mean, she was screaming it. She was like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 God, she was fantastic. That, that speech was fantastic. Maybe someone could call in and, and re refresh my memory. But And here's another article. in The, the GOP turns to false ins, insinuations of LGBTQ grooming against Democrats. They turn it against the Dem Democrats. When Michigan Democrats uh, state Senator Mallory McMorrow stood up, and this is a good one, in front of the chamber floor to take on a Republican colleague who had accused her of wanting, this is who it is, wanting to yes, sexually groom children. She was denouncing not just an isolated incident, but the onslaught of GOP attacks on the LGBTQ community. I know that uh, not just, it's not just an isolated incident but an onslaught of gop oh i know that hate will only win if people like me stand uh, uh like me stand by and let it happen uh, mcmorrow said on the senate floor speech tuesday that swiftly went viral gaining nearly 12 million views in a day see i maintain that why while um social media is often credited for creating a lot of hate and misinformation it's also going to be uh, a very powerful thing for uh, to expose a lot of corruption and and and, and untruths. And uh, in fact, I have an opinion about the recent purchase of Twitter that it's going to be pulled back from advertising and uh, a hidden agenda and be transparent and uh, free for uh, uh, a free free speech. That's my hope. And everything I've seen, I, I do, I honestly believe that. So, um, so all the algorithms, the bots and all the other stuff that um, actually propagate hate and propagate misinformation for, for uh, sales and marketing and advertising, which is what it's all about. Hate gets a lot more advertising dollars than non-hate. And that's a proven fact. And, and whistleblowers have been stepping forward on that now a lot more uh, recently and um, so if the advertising dollars are not there and they don't have to cater to that and the free speech prevails then it, it will I think be, expose a lot more corrupt things but um, oh yeah I go I back to 12 million views within a day for her yeah that's amazing and she's I mean she, and she's not like you know she's not She's not LGBTQ. She's a straight, white, married, Christian, suburban mom. Yeah, that's what she said that too. And, and <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you know, it was, I mean, to be a huge advocate for um, the marginalized, I think, you know, coming from that perspective is, it's just, it's, it's big. It's really big. And we, you know, we need more allies like that, you know, speaking up in Congress yeah. for us because we're not represented. We're not really, I mean, we're more represented than we were, but not nearly. I think, you know, based on our population represented um, in, in, you know, in Congress the way we should be. That's just my opinion. But Well, I, f I find it interesting. Some of the statistics lately said that there's 
there's not five or 10% like the Kinsey report of gay mm. people. There's like 18 or 20. Yeah. It's a lot more, I think. But, but then everyone's saying, well, we must be recruiting or grooming, right? No, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, everyone feels much more free to be themselves and honest with themselves. Uh, and I find that very interesting. I, let me see oh, yeah. if I'm missing anything with her. Let's see. The rapid escalation in public support for the LGBT community's rights in recent years has quieted much to the blatant homophobia in the nation's political discourse. Yeah, no kidding. But in recent weeks, Republicans have reverted to a verbal and legal assaults on the community, sometimes employing baseless topic uh, tropes uh, that suggest children are being groomed or recruited by defenders of gay rights, the efforts ahead of the midterm elections are intended to rile the Republican base and fill the campaign coffers and its candidates without offering evidence that any Democrat had committed a repugnant crime. That's what it's all about, my friends. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, it's great to see you. Well, same here. How's life it's treating to, you, Eddie? It's good. Do you want to hear about Sarah Paulson at the dog park yesterday, or do you want to hear about my new movie? Oh, <laughs> I have. I have. Well, story, listen, I have um, I, I'm, rep I'm reporting from Hollywood with stories. Oh, uh, well, I need. We need the Hollywood angle on things. I do have a friend in uh, Studio City too, but he rarely dials in Mario, and and he could give us an update on Studio City, but. You think he? You think he'd dial in? No, uh, he might. He might. He might chime in. He might, maybe but I, I prompt him. But yeah, give me the give me the the, the skivvy. Oh, uh, the dog park yesterday. Sarah Paulson, the dog, Sarah Paulson at the dog park yesterday. It was it was a lot of drama going on. So no. She, yes, my 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 my, my my scene my scene partner from from Ratchet. You know, yeah, she was there. Um, <laughs> bless her. She didn't recognize me. I had a hat and glasses on. Um. But you know, we, you know, we work together on Ratchet, and we she goes to the same dog park as me. And I saw her. I met her dog Winnie. Winnie is adorable. And then, but, the, but then she brought her other dog there, Louise. And then my friend's dog Zoe attacked attacked Louise, but didn't really like just scared her. And then so Sarah like quickly grabbed her and like whisked whisked her away um, to the side of the park and. And I didn't recognize her. She's she's doing she was working on something. Her hair was like totally different, and I realized it was her. And she, we kind of had a moment. She's like, "Oh, I think I know you," and I'm like, "I think I know I know you." And so Louise is fine. Zoe was felt terrible. My friend whose owned Zoe was very very upset that um, no. that poor Sarah, you know, rarely frequents the dog park, but was um, but was uh, was there. And both Louise and Zoe, I'm happy to report that both Louise and Winnie are fine. Sarah was uh, very comforting to her dog and um, and left the park, oh. I think, shortly after. Um, so that was the dog park drama. And it happens right here. It, hap it happens right here within blocks of my house. So Mona, you know, I have this Mona. Maybe you've met Mona, yeah. I think. So Mona, Mona just couldn't be less interested in the entire thing she just wanted to find treats so that was the dog park yesterday i just thought well, you know what was going on in the, in the dog park in hollywood so yes that was yesterday and then i just finished i just wrapped a big movie no did you i did you had a a, a good uh interesting uh part in it or i i, I, did, I did craig i i am in a musical comedy i am singing i am dancing no. i am 
Yes, you all come the a long ways from playing a corpse. I know. Can you believe it? I know. I'm singing. I, I'm no <laughs> the corpse. You. I go back. Yeah. I remember when I first met Eddie. He, had, he was work bartending. He goes, "Yeah, I got a part." I go, "Oh, really? Yeah." I says, "Well, I'm yeah. non-speaking." I says, "Oh, really? Oh, well, that's nice." <laughs> yeah, I play a I'm, corpse. <laughs> I'm dead on a gurney. Just dead. Um. But he was a lovely corpse, I might add. It was, uh, I looked great. Um, no, so I <laughs> so I auditioned for this thing. I was cracking up because I didn't really realize what it was. Um, so there was this play. You might have seen it, Craig. It was called, it's called Paradise, Land of Sinners and Saints. And our dear friends, Garrett, uh, Garrett uh, Kevin and Garrick Frost, do you know the, 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 the boys? Kevin and Garrick, they, they, they executive produced it. It was at the Ruskin Theater in Santa Monica. They may be listening. Uh, it's really fun, a really fun musical comedy. It's called Paradise. It's a bluegrass musical. I would say it's kind of like the bluegrass Book of Mormon. It's very satirical oh, and really? very funny. I love it. Yeah. We can toss the Mormons a bit. About yeah. <laughs> so, they, um, so they decided to make it a... So what happened was before the pandemic, they they were workshopping it on Broadway, trying to get it ready for Broadway because it had done a wonderful run at the Ruskin Theater in Santa Monica. Then they took it to Austin, Texas, and it did really well there. Um, and then they tried to, then they were working with these producers at Broadway who were just totally like messing with it and turning it into something that it really wasn't. Um, and so COVID happened and they locked everything down and they took the it took the, the project back from, from New York. And I said, we're going to make a movie. So they did. They raised the, they raised the capital and they shot this film. And it kind of came, came to me sideways through um, one of the producers. But the director um, had not met me before and wanted to. And uh, one of the producers was a friend of mine. And he asked me if I would um, submit a reel. So, you know, I submitted my reel that I just cut with, you know, with, with the ratchet and the lethal weapon and uh, the Versace footage that I had. And... He wanted to meet with me and there was like no comedy in any of that you know i'm always like the racist cop crooked politician sleazy attorney or dead guy <laughs> on the gurney and so we shot so i submitted my reel and they asked me to read for it and it's and it's this big gay mayor in this town um of, you know it's, it's like a make-believe town called paradise of about 27 people and i have an adopt i have an adopted black son who i my big dream for him is to be on broadway but actually that's my big dream right and <laughs> so, so I, gay mayor? I'm playing this big gay mayor. It's hilarious. I run around with big, these giant rubber dish, dish, dish gloves, rubber dish gloves, because I'm a germaphobe. I don't, and, and I, I'm just, I'm a mess. Uh, but, um, <laughs> and, I'm from, and I'm from the South, so I talk like this the entire time. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and so, it's so, so when they, so I submitted my reel, and before I did that, um, Bill, the producer, goes, "Well, do you do you sing?" I said, "Well, I can carry a tune." And Craig, you've heard me sing it. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, great, yeah. I could I can carry a tune, but then he goes, "Do you dance?" I went, "Oh no, I don't dance. I, I don't dance. I can't dance." Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I have I could move, but choreography just like it just doesn't yeah, doesn't it's a, whole other thing. it's a whole other thing. So he said, "Well, the mayor doesn't really dance that much." So in my head, I had seen the play, but I did not remember the role. And I went in and I got the, I got the sides for the script and, um, and, I, and I did the audition, I sent it in and they said, we need a song. 
and I was like a song. So I found this like this song called Long Black Train. It's this, it's it's a very dark song about 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 uh, suicide. You know, another cheerful topic. But um, <laughs> it, so so I had my friend transpose the song Long Black Train into like a couple octaves higher. So I did the house song up here like this. There's a long black train coming down. So I did this whole thing in character and I submitted it. So I got the part, Craig. And I get the script and I'm thinking, I think I remember the mayor as being like this kind of quirky character that pops in once in a while, says something funny and then leaves. I get the script, Craig. It just, it, it's like, I'm, I'm like in every scene. It's like, I had so much material. We had three weeks, we had two weeks of rehearsals. They saw your, your reel and they, they added more parts. They, I think the... that's what they, they must've rewritten it because I just was like, I was like in there and I get the, the script and I'm like oh my god I have to memorize so much stuff wow. um, and then and then and then so we did two weeks of rehearsals we had one week of choreography of blocking and then one week of like in the studio singing which I've never I don't know you maybe you sing sang in the studio but I, I'm not you know I'm not a professional singer but so and then the second week we were in the studio recording songs and then learning more choreography which I didn't like can remember any of it but um and then we were shooting for six days in the sound stage in Burbank and I have to tell you it turned out really fun. I had a great time. The cast is wonderful. Um, give, give, the, so we all understand. Give us a brief synopsis of what the the storyline is with this. So this little town, this poor little this poor little town, Craig, yeah, in the middle. It's called Paradise. It's called, <laughs> it's called Paradise, and um, Paradise. And what happened is our minister left in the middle of the night without saying a word so we got a new minister to the town and he has decided that the only way to save our town is for us to all decide to do a reality tv show so he has us all sign <laughs> sign up for a reality tv show but it turns out he's the devil <laughs> he's the what He's the devil. He's Satan. And and he, he what he's done is he's tripped us all into signing our souls away. And basically, you know, Frank, when you you know sign up to do a reality TV show, you are in fact signing your soul away. Yeah. And um, so it just the whole thing just goes crazy and off off the rails, but it's super fun, super satirical, and nobody's safe in this thing. It's 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 very, very funny. And I'm very excited to be a part of it. Um, especially with this cast. We have Mary Sarah, who was um playing um the lead ingenue, the girl. She came in fifth place on The Voice in 2016 with Blake Shelton on Blake Shelton's team. Oh, yeah. And she's phenomenal. She's a phenomenal singer. Um, we well, have it's a, a musical. It's a it's a musical. It's a it's a, <laughs> a lead role it, in a musical. <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy. I yeah. thank God. I, I know. Thank God. I like. Thank God. I, I mean, I you know I can carry a tune, but um, I don't have to do like any like fancy singing. No fancy singing. Totally. They could augment uh, your voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. They got auto-tune that shit all the way through. Oh, am I allowed to say that? So we're going to know. For, uh... <laughs> but anyway, um, so that's what's been going on with me. I'm so, um, I'm super excited. We should have, um, we should be doing some a screening probably uh, by the end of summer. They're going to start, they're starting to edit and do all the, all, all the. I was uh, going to say what, what stage just, is it in? We just wrapped um, two weeks ago. Just wrapped okay. two weeks ago. Um, well, there's a chill out period and then there's some uh, pull it together and some editing uh, a lot of it yeah a lot of editing um our director justin ward um this is his third feature um he's a wonderful director a real actor's director it was so nice to work he was so wonderful to work with really really good oh, wow. 
Um, it's written What's by Bill Roth. What's the title of the movie going to be? Has that been decided? It's called Paradise, The Land of Sinners and Saints. Oh. <laughs> Very fun. Yes. Um, I will. I will. So, look, so just so everyone understands the, the 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 path that a movie typically goes is it it gets into production, produced, edited, and out. I guess ready for a viewing, and then it does it get presented at various uh, film festivals, and then someone uh, picks it I, up. Yeah. So this is an independent film, and yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. So the you know the trajectory for something like this, like we would put to you know. They've raised the capital. Um, it's all private, you know, it's all private equity. Um, the producers raised the capital. And what they would do after this, they put together some kind of screening um, for uh, industry and, you know, in, in the hopes of garnering a sales agent. Or we could run it, they could decide to run it through the festival circuit, which um, ideally, I think a really good path for this particular project would be to do the film festival circuit because I think, I think it's the kind of thing because everything is so heavy lately, Craig. I just feel like this kind of festival would really bring a lot of joy to people. This kind of song would, or Boy, sorry, we, film, Eddie, film would bring a lot of joy. Can we laugh at ourselves a little bit in this one? <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, I, it'd probably do the festival circuit. I think it would do really well. I think it would really do well at South by Southwest um, because South by Southwest is a huge festival in Austin, Texas. And the, the play actually did very well in Austin, Texas. I think that would be really good. Uh, premiere for it but who, who knows you know we'll we'll see how it goes but um i will i'll tell you what i will send you an invite when we do a screening here at hollywood oh, yeah. for catholic for i think it'd be really <laughs> fun and, and i think you'll really enjoy it i thought about you when we were doing this i thought i thought this is something that i think craig would find very very funny so <laughs> i think you'll like Absolutely. it so that's what that's what i've been up to it's been a very busy a very busy month <laughs> very busy year actually and you got new glasses I did, yeah, and trying to, yeah, I did. I got some. On, I got some on order like that. Oh, you do. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's uh, that's what's been going on. Twenty twenty one was pretty quiet, but boy, production is really opening up here. Everything is so busy. Um, I am super busy with stuff. Um, as you know, I'm still coaching and teaching, and I'm also auditioning all the time. It's been very, very busy, but it's been good. Really yeah, I know that's great. I'm so glad you you chime in every once in a while. It's just a little bit of icing on the cake. <laughs> I I never know. I I um I I now now I'm going to ask Mario to. I don't think Mario has ever dialed in yet from. Uh, but he needs to probably get out and about and find out what's going on in Studio City. You know. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I like to report. I like to report. I only dial in when I have something to talk about. Yeah, um, yeah, that's cool. Maybe I should just dial in some time and just, just to, just to, Talk just about, to shoot. The, yeah, yeah. Catch up. But shoot we have Lagoon Beach Pride's really uh, happening, and we're uh, we're still uh, trying. Oh, good. I'm still working with a local place, trying to get a, a, uh, a drinking establishment set up here again, and uh, with the city, and trying to kind of revitalize the the LGBTQ community here. We have a lot of things going on. We had a big fundraiser and it went really well. We raised some good money. So the, the community's there. It's it's really good. Excellent. Excellent. It's fun. It's 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 happening slowly but surely. Yeah. Well kudos to you for keeping keep keeping the torch burning down there because there is a, there is a huge community down there still and um oh, yeah. we should be we should be celebrated. There's um you know, Laguna Beach, Laguna Beach in Orange County is, you know, that's, that's, you know, I grew up there. I was born and raised in Orange County and uh, moved to Laguna Beach in 1987. Oh, and, wow. uh, 
I the remember difference. the day I met you at the boom and you were bartending down in the lower bar. And I think <laughs> the fish were still in the bar top. I, it, it was a long while ago. It and was a while ago. I think I felt like we just had a really good conversation connection. And uh, I don't know, you weren't terribly busy. Maybe that was part of it. And uh, but it, I remember distinctly that first time we met, and I felt I'd met a real good friend at that point. So Aww. that goes way back. Yeah. And we yeah, played. that was uh well, yeah, I was a little bit, I was a little baby bar. You know, I worked at the Boom Boom Room in nine in uh from ninety one to ninety no sorry yeah ninety one to ninety three, yeah. and then I went back after and I went I came back and closed it actually in two thousand seven. I worked there from like two thousand five to two thousand seven again for for a couple of years. So, so there's some space in between when I was bartending and kind of putting myself through acting classes up here. Yeah. Um, I was working at Mickey's for a long time, just slinging, just slinging those drinks, titties to the wind, <laughs> trying to make it, trying to make a dollar. Um, you know, don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Craig. I'm going. I'm though. going on a cruise, Craig. I'm going to the Mediterranean no. with a bunch of homosexuals. I am. Oh well, you'll have to. You could always chime in from on Zoom from your cruise, couldn't you? Should I? Should I do that, Craig? Yeah, wouldn't that be fun? It's, you could be having dinner and. If the hours are right, you know, explain so, what's on the Craig, I, I could do that because we have, <clears throat> excuse me, I could do that because um, I am going to be, we set sail on Labor Day, or Memorial, sorry, Labor Day, Memorial Day weekend. Okay. But that following Saturday is an at sea day. And I could, oh my God, I could beam in from the boat, Craig, and tell you everything, all the, tell you all the dirt that's happening. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm not afraid. That'd be fun. I'm sure everyone would enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> it will. I would like. I could, oh, maybe I could. Maybe I could like do a like little walking tour with my phone and just like show you the. It's the one we're going to be on the Wonder of the Seas. It's the biggest ship in the world. Uh, uh, Royal Caribbean just launched it this year. It's enormous. Oh, yeah. It, um, so yeah, we're going to be doing all the Italy, all the France, all the Spain. I'm going to be in Barcelona. Barcelona. Is that how you pronounce? Is that how you pronounce it, Craig? Everyone says Barcelona. No, I, you know, I always, I always understood just Barcelona. You don't oh. put the, the Lona on it. But, I was, but then, I don't know, someone said they were from Illinois, and I said, you say that <laughs> on it? Like, oh, yeah, that's what we say there. And I'm going, I never heard that. Everyone else is in Illinois. Yeah, yeah I, don't think I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> So I give up. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 uh, what is it? Grammarly. I rely on Grammarly a lot lately. I love Grammarly. I live by Grammarly. It is, you know, it is wonderful. It is so, and I pay the so extra much. for the, I, I pay extra for the, for the good, for like the deep dives when it, when it really wants to reconstruct sentences for me. Um, yeah, it's it very helpful. all that stuff. You gotta, you gotta get it right. Oh yeah. How was Rich Flores? He was on your show last week. Rich and, uh, uh, Chef and Justin, Justin, were, Justin, Justin Myers. They were fantastic. I love them. I love both and, of those boys. Those boys are wonderful. Yeah. And I, mean, I did I not mean. really realize the uh, how well um, uh, informed uh, Justin is, is with regards to food and wine. And uh, what a wonderful! Um, oh yeah, no, he's yeah. in the know. He's definitely in the know. I was uh, impressed with him, and and uh, so we did have a, a great event here. And the attendance was was phenomenal, and a lot of people. Oh, good. We had people just saying, "Oh, where can we send you a gift to put in the silent auction?" And we didn't even ask. You know, they were they were sending them. 
Like who was it? Oh, yeah, the Festival Arts. They said, we, we would like to give you some festival tickets. Where can we send them? And, you know, we didn't ask. I don't know. Maybe we should ask more people. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah it that's just, amazing. It just happened. So, yeah, we're very pleased about that. We had a lot of, we had a, a really good turnout. The little jazz trio was there uh, and very sophisticated. We had um, six sommeliers and they, they, uh, educated everyone about the wines and they were the wines from Baja, California, which made it very extra, very special. Wow. Um, That's exciting. Yeah. So uh, the beach bonfire is the next one. And I think um, people really when, see. When is that? When is that beach bonfire? The 14th of, the, of, well, next month, which starts at midnight tonight. It's of uh, May. The first one is two weeks away, right? Yeah. Maybe I should make maybe I should make my way down there and do that bonfire <laughs> thing. That sounds like a lot of fun. It, it, it is, you know, and we, the last one we had, we had more people than we've ever had. I think we had like 65 people. And, and that's at Elisa, that's Elisa, at Elisa Beach, right? Yeah. Yeah. We get a fire pit. We get there. It's you have to get there very early. 30 in the morning. There. And we we watch, we keep it all day long. It's yeah, you have long. to. Yeah, but yeah, we watch. We have people there all day long that just like to be out, and they say, "Well, I'll be there." And so they and we have it. Yeah, <coughs> we put the rainbow flags up so everyone knows where it is. A little bit of music, and then and some fun lights and stuff. And then it, it go, it's it is very well as it's free and people. A lot of uh, families come with their kids, and uh, you know, gay parents, straight parents doesn't matter. It's everyone. It's just everyone to come. Yeah, I love it. Well, I'm out of time, and I know Ada May oh. is back there. Yeah, I hate to say it. She's. Um, I try to give her more time. I used to cut her short, <laughs> and then I realized it's not the right thing to do. Uh, as so, love you, Eddie, and thank you for. I coming. love you too, Chris. Wonderful yeah. to see you. And I can't wait to get an update on your movie. As you have to call in with a couple updates, you know. Oh, I will. Yeah, I will. I absolutely will. You have a wonderful rest of your afternoon, Craig, and enjoy, and have a great rest of your show. All right. Thank you very much. Love you. Bye now. Love you too. This is KXFM 104.7. This is Craig on Rainbow Radio. We're going to take it out with a song here. And just thank you for tuning in. Thanks, Eddie, for showing up. It made it a very special program today. Ida May will be here shortly. (laughs) 